Welcome to Todd Talks, where I help you design your best life. Not the life that I designed for you, but the life that you desire. I have a special guest for you today, productivity coach, S.T. Rappaport, who is coming to you with knowledge, wisdom, and experience in how to improve your productivity. But I'll let ex- I'll let her explain who she is, where she's from, what uh, and how she got to where she's at. Oh, Esti- thank you so much, Todd. I'm excited to be here speaking with you. And you know, what I like so much about your show is that you, like you said in your introduction, you don't tell people like this is the things that you should be doing to live your dream life. You're like. You have a life that you dream because you're a different type of person than me. You have different family obligations. You have different dreams. You have different goals. And it's going to look very different than me, right? So I do the same thing. Not really, but coming from the same perspective of um, productivity, right? If you, most productivity coaches, what they do is they're like, teach you specific ways to be more productive, like how to plan your day and how to run your life and things like that. And now I'm going to do something very different. I don't teach productivity tips. Instead, I want to understand why is it hard for you, for your brain to be productive and solve that issue? So for every person, it looks different. We want to understand how their brain is thinking and rewire your brain. So that way you're just like, it's natural, just comes to you by yourself. That's awesome because, you know, my wife and I have been looking at the brain quite a bit because she's realized she has ADHD. Well, she's known for a long time, but now she's really focusing in on it to see how to not just live with it, but how to improve her life. And um, so she has her own coach and they're focusing on things. So always, she's always sending me these things that she learns about her brain and how it functions and i've always in, enjoyed brain science and and the way our brains work because i've always been introspective and look at how do i do things and so i love that question why is it hard for your brain to be productive let's jump off right there what makes it so difficult for us Yes. Okay. So when we say thinking, thinking is not one big thing. Thinking is made up of 28 parts, 28 thinking activities called cognitive functions. So we all use cognitive functions to do all different activities in our life. When one of them are weak, it affects many areas of our life, but it's like the actual core. So if you are struggling with productivity, it's not because you can't be productive. It's because you have a cognitive function. It may be more than one, but you might have a cognitive function that's weak. When you improve that cognitive function, automatically you can become more productive. Well, that makes perfect sense because for those that suffer from ADD, ADHD, what happens, their cognitive function, this is something I've learned, is that they struggle with overwhelm. So their 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 cognitive function that allows them to prioritize things gets bogged down if there's more than one or two things to do. It gets bogged down and it becomes overwhelmed. And then it says, I'm not doing anything. 
There you go. Exactly. ADHD people that have ADHD. Um, they're like one of my favorite people. I always find them. They're super smart. Um, and they have like so much talent and so much ability. And it's like, literally like almost like the world wasn't created for them. Right. Like we have to be this certain way. And they're like, well, my brain doesn't work this way, the way the world is created. Um, but if they just learn to improve those cognitive functions and like not to have that overwhelm. Right. So I like to go even deeper. Why they having this overwhelm? Because they see like, like you said, right? Because let's say they have more than two things to do. So what cognitive function does that come from? That comes from the cognitive fu- function of clear perception or blurred perception when it's weak. They see too many things and it just gets overwhelming. So when you train your brain to have clear perception now, no matter how many things someone tells you, you know how to see it in an organized manner and not get overwhelmed by it. So somebody that wants to improve these cognitive functions what areas, because obviously this is what you teach, what areas or what can they do to improve those cognitive functions? Because I know many people are going, nice of you to say, you know, improve your brain, improve the way that that it works, but it's the how that everybody needs to know. Yes. Now, this is the point where I struggle a bit because there's 28 cognitive functions, 28 of them. We could go through the full 28 of them and I could give you like five different ways for each one of them, how to improve that cognitive function, but we're going to be here till tomorrow. So what I'm going to recommend you to do is do one of two things first to identify which cognitive functions you need. And then we'll talk about how to improve them without having to go through all that. First um, thing you could do is do two things. One is you could, I have an assessment for you if you want to take, or you could just say literally for assessment, you just go and you see, assess how strong each one of your cognitive functions are. That's by lifepicksuniversity.com forward slash CF for cognitive functions. Or what you could do is over the next week, look every time you get like into a challenge, like something's a struggle for you, write it down on a paper. Like what what was the thing that like, like the thing that struggled? So don't just say like, I couldn't do my work today pinpoint exactly the reason what was the point that you couldn't work like why couldn't you do it now after a couple of days about a week or so you'll start seeing patterns in your life so right someone with adhd might start seeing i had too much to do so i couldn't do any of it i had too much to do so i couldn't do this person told me six things and i just got overwhelmed now you know that is the cognitive function that you have to work on okay once you identify it Now we have to come up with strategies to show your brain new ways to go and to go and like new ways to think about this thing. So usually the best, like if you don't have the strategy yourself, then you could do one of two, one of two things. Again, if you need to try and find that strategy. One, you could find someone who has, who like, you know, is really good at it, who like doesn't go overwhelmed and ask them, like, how do you do it? What's the strategy you use? Two is you could ask it to yourself. What would happen if I try this? What's another way for me to figure this out? And you'll find the answer because I think you have the answers inside of you. You just have to actually get down to it and actually figure it out. I believe that all of us, have an innate gift to be able to understand ourselves. But what we tend to forget or tend to not do is take the time to self-analyze. And when we don't take the time to self-analyze, we 
miss that opportunity to find out and do what you just said. I believe that we have one cognitive function that enables us to, to analyze and come up with these solutions. And that's what all other species on this planet do not, do not have imagination because we are able to take points a b and d and connect them to z we're able to create within our own mind those solutions like you just said so exactly exactly actually the official title um that we use for that cognitive functions is called connecting virtual relationships it's making like you said those connections that aren't super obvious but saying like hey i saw someone else do this or i did this yesterday or i did something similar that's related to this and i could bring that lesson from here into the thing that i'm doing now absolutely so now you teach all these cognitive functions let's because i highly recommend people go on to the and do the assessment um, I'm going to send it to my wife. I'm going to take it as well. I'll probably send it to my kids um, to take the assessment just to see because it'll be interesting to find out where we are. I don't know what all 28 cognitive functions are. Um, but let's take it a step away from the from the brain cognitive function area and let and let's ask the question now. So, if I want to be more productive at home, if I want to be more productive at work, yes, I'm going to go do the cognitive functions. I'm going to find out where I need to work on in that area. But aside from that, what are some tools and tricks that I can do or that somebody listening to this can do to improve their productivity on a daily basis? Yes, 100%. Now, I'm going to I guess share with you a few things, but the most important thing to remember is to work with your brain, not against it. So if I say something and you're like, nah, I can't do it, maybe your brain can't do it. Maybe there's a way that you could tweak it, that you could work with your brain, okay? So instead of it's not meant for you to get frustrated, for you to get overwhelmed. It's meant for you to find a way like, hey, this is the way my brain is thinking anyways, so I might as well do it, right? Um, so here are a few things. The number one thing that made a massive difference for my productivity, I actually started back in high school, was I would plan my day every single day the night before. Um, and I also like plan my week then the, every Friday and I have like always six months ahead, but like just start by planning your week, their day, the night before some people like to do it the morning of, but the point is that you have a plan and you follow it through. Now, obviously life happens and things happen and you don't want to say like, no, I have a plan so I can go and do this emergency that came up, right? Like, don't be stupid. But what I like to do is I'll say a day went crazy and I'm like, okay, what do I do about this now? Then I simply in the middle of my day, I replan my next day, right? Again, like I'm working with my brain instead of getting frustrated that I made a plan and it's not working. I'll replan now. And I'm going to um, still, I'm going to continue doing it. Another thing that's super helpful um, for people who have experienced that overwhelm very often is don't plan out everything that you have to do for this task. Literally tell yourself, what is the first thing I have to do? Like baby step. I need to set the table. What's the first thing? Put on a tablecloth. Like don't think further than that. 
one thing at a time to help your brain like calm down and figure out like what the next step is. That's um yeah, what? No, I I was just going to say I'm a I'm a proponent or uh of living in the moment. Yes, you plan for the future, you make your plans, you don't let the past hold you back and you live in the moment. And so what you're saying is, you know, plan that next just one step and then move ahead from there. It keeps you in the now. It keeps you focused. Exactly. And so I love that. Yeah, it really um, keeps you grounded. Yeah. We we see we have a saying in the military. It's called no plan survives first contact with the enemy. With the enemy being the actual things outside of your control in your day. Yeah. So you can't be married to your plan. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, on the same note, what if you're planning and getting things done, this is the next thing I have to say is not for someone who's like lying on the couch and binging Netflix all day, but like if you're like really like you have your plan and you're getting things, you want to add white space in your day. Um, some people, it's like that's just time when you don't plan anything. That's either where you leave like a couple of minutes between each task. Or some people like to do it, like, let's say a half hour, 45 minutes before an important like meeting or something where they just plan nothing. And there's two reasons for this. Number one is in case you go over time or like something came up and you didn't get to follow your plan, you have that time to redo it. Number two, the, what's even better is you have time in your day to do something that you like for yourself, to just take care of yourself, to reground yourself, to spend more time with the people you love, right? And really prepare yourself for the next thing that you're about to do. So how did you get involved in this area of productivity? What drew you to it? I agree. You need that time, that white space, that self-care. But how did how did you personally get involved in this pro, uh, productivity area? Yeah. So actually, back when I was in fifth grade, then I was like struggling with the reading, and I was still going to a lot of tutors um, with not much help. So my parents um, brought in what's called um, the method that I use, called Feuerstein. Feuerstein depends how you pronounce it. Um, brought in some trainers to give me sessions on this thing. It's a super popular method. It's in like over 40 countries around the world. For some reason in America, it's not very, it's like not very popular. Um, but so they put some trainers in for me and I saw what a difference it made to my life. I'm like, oh my God, like this is so cool. Like school was way easier. I was able to like my confidence like went up like crazy, just like willing to take like everything just like went really good. So I was like, okay, more people need to do this. And as I was, so at 17, I started getting trained in it and I started working with kids, with adults, with all different people. And as I was doing it more and more, I was like, there's a lot of people. I know I just said that in America, there's not so many people doing it, but the only people that are doing it are doing it with kids. And I was like, people need this for adults also. And what it really does to a person is make them more efficient and effective, which is especially, which is essentially productivity. Well, that's awesome. And then how long have you been coaching on the, on this at this point? By like specifically in this way, about five years. That's awesome. Yeah. And I'm sure as you've been doing this, you've, you've had some um, great successes and um, probably some failures because we all have, if we are, if we're not failing, we're not succeeding. Right. Oh but yeah. Could you give a, an example of uh, 
probably one or two of your your best successes, best stories that you've seen um, from people that you worked with? Yeah. So the first story I'll give you is not so much productivity related, but it obviously affects the person's life a lot. Also productivity. Um, this guy who I was working with, who every time he couldn't follow a story, every time you told him one sentence, he already forgot the sentence before. Now it wasn't because he was stupid. It was because he is missing this cognitive function of labels. Our brain thinks in pictures and has labels for everything, right? Now, his brain couldn't, didn't put names to things. It was all just one big mush of things. And so he wow. couldn't remember. He couldn't like pull it out of the, put it out of the file. So what we do is we improve, we worked on his cognitive function of labels. And within two weeks, he, like his work went up. His scar, he, he was able to keep his thing more organized. He was able to like follow his tasks. He was able to have conversations with people. Everything related to labels and was able to improve because he fixed that core issue. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 Now, and obviously there's a lot in the productivity um, space of people that I've worked with and especially with people with ADHD, like I still do. I love them. <laughs> and um, <laughs> usually people with ADHD come like they're very, they're a bit frustrated at the world. Like I understand them a lot because of, like I said, like the world wasn't really made for them. Um, so I had one person who, she like she loved her job, but she couldn't keep her job like really like her boss was like ready to fire her. She she was like was really good. And when she was at her work, she was doing really good, but she always came late. She always had like couldn't keep track of like certain certain te- like important things. And it was because of her brain, like with time and being able to like be punctual and be able to organize her life so that way she could like get to work on time. So we literally rewired her brain to understand the concept of time, to be able to understand the con to like be able to plan all the cognitive functions needed to organize and categorize. And she set up her life in a way where she prepared her food the day before, where she set out all her clothing the day before. That's what worked for her brain. So by the time the day when she woke up in her brain, everything was laid out for her. Everything was all set. She did it to herself and she was able to um, go to work on her boss. Yeah, she loved her afterwards and they like moved her up there in the company and it worked really well for her. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, how did you go about learning what she needed to rewire her brain? Yes. So as trained in this Feuerstein method, this is what that's what we're learning, like specifically um, to identify. So when I work with someone, I give it like I send them sheets. They look like fun sheets. They're like dots and you have to like find the shapes and then whatever. And while you're working on it, I am observing how you're doing this sheet. Okay. So if I give you a sheet and you see tons of dots and you're just like overwhelmed, I can't start. That is a sign for me. You probably do that in other areas of your life, right? If you, how you're looking for them is a very like unorganized manner. You're just like looking in random places. Like, obviously, I have to see a pattern. I have to see this multiple times. But eventually, I could identify you're probably missing your things a lot and looking for things in random places and wasting tons of time looking for things because your brain is not looking for things in an organized manner. So that is how I get to <laughs> identify it. Yeah, that's awesome. That, that's that got to be fascinating to be able to not only work with people and, and be able to see those 
areas that they're that they're missing some function and then to be able to help them rewire it to be able to to function better in their life and improve their life that's got to got to be very rewarding oh yeah i love it i love it so much yeah but i just want to like remind everyone that we there's 28 of them and we all have weaker and stronger cognitive functions, but no matter where you are in your life, you can always be improving your cognitive functions, right? Like I always go for additional training of these, even trainings I've done already, like redoing them because not only am I getting the knowledge of it, but it's improving my own cognitive functions. And I watch the way my life like forms. So don't think of me like, oh my gosh, no, I have such strong cognitive functions. No, I could also, and my my trainers who've been doing this for 20 years are also like, you go always, 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 always move up another Constant level. improvement. Yeah, Constant exactly. improvement. I mean, I've been doing leadership and personal development for 20 plus years, 30 plus years. Um, and there's always something to learn. Always, always. One of the things I was looking at the the questions that that you're always ready to answer, right? And one of them popped out to me um, because it goes along with this cognitive function thought process. People talk about IQ. Oh, he's just, he's extremely intelligent. She she's got a high IQ. She's got a low IQ. He's got a low IQ. What is IQ, and how and are we able to improve our IQ? Yes. So I don't especially believe in IQ. Neither do I, but. (laughs) (laughs) IQ is basically like assessing um, like how intellectual you are, basically. But I don't like that because, first of all, it could change. It can change, actually. They've done quite a bit of research in it and doing these Feuerstein sessions. Apparently, like it's something like every 70 sessions or something, your IQ goes up a point. I don't know. Don't like hold that to me. But <laughs> so, but your IQ can change. And when you say a person has like a 98 IQ, then you're like saying that they can only think this way and they can't think higher and they can't think less, right? Um, what we do is we have different types of assessment where we call like LPAD learning dynamic assessments, like where we see uh-huh. what does a person need to help them move up in their potential so that way their lives goes better, right? IQ also only assess very specific parts. Like there's specific things like memory and like logic, like I, I don't even know. Like I'm not very, I don't believe in it enough to like to have enough research and be able to talk about it. Um, but here instead, we're thinking the general concept of like how your brain thinks rather than like in specific areas. And your thinking's more along the lines of my thinking, which is kind of why I brought brought it up, because I believe that. IQ is a number assigned by somebody based on tests. You know what? Some people are terrible at tests. And, exactly. and, and so you can't really assign a number. But what you can do is you can understand, as we call it, street smarts, right? There are some people that are dyslexic, but are some of the most intelligent people. And when you teach them how to overcome that dyslexia to be able to understand what they read, suddenly it opens a whole new world to them. Other people um, may be slow learners, and I'm doing air quotes for those of you just listening <laughs> to this. So my favorite quote is from about that is Les Brown. When he, he was like 15, he's in school, and he's a, he's a twin and he was he just 
could not do math. Math, he was he was a slow learner. He had been told his whole life he was he was a slow learner. And he got up and he's at the board trying to answer the question. And the class is like, don't ask him, he's the dumb twin. And he's like, Sir, I'm the dumb twin. I don't, I can't. Uh, and the teacher looked at him and said, Don't ever let anybody label you. And he went on to show him how that he could learn in a different way because the traditional academic way was not working for him. And Les Brown is one of the top motivational speakers. He was a politician and has been doing it for 50 years. Yeah, I mean, amazing. (laughs) and, And that story that he tells, it makes you go, Hmm. Traditional education. And, you know, I've been on this um, time to thrive challenge with uh, with Tony Robbins and uh, Dean Graziosi uh, that they just started. And one of the things that they're, they're talking about is right now, traditional education is losing students and they lost seven percent last year, higher education did from the year before. But what's happening is people don't are, it's not that people don't want to continue learning, but they're going to the the online sphere to learn because they're finding that they, they want to learn in areas that they're interested in, not just, and not just areas that are forced on them, in which case, 77 per, 70% of college graduates, this was a crazy statistic I heard, 70% of college graduates never work in the field that they graduate in. And of the 30% that do work in the, the field that they graduate in, a large majority of them hate the field that they chose. It's crazy. It, it was crazy. And so with this cognitive function and the and learning about how your brain works you can literally learn how to find things that you enjoy build upon your own knowledge of that and expand so that iq doesn't matter because exactly. you can become an expert in anything it doesn't matter whether you're the dumb twin or not yeah i love that story so much from les brown um i always like to say we label things not people right like i don't believe in labeling people i think things we need to be able to communicate so like don't say this that there talk precisely and like label the thing but not the people and i love how you also brought up about like not being a good test taker because i always say tests if someone gets an answer wrong on a test it doesn't show you anything it doesn't tell you if they didn't understand the question doesn't tell you if they knew the question, but they didn't know the answer or if they know the answer and they just don't know how to express it. That's actually based on the three um, phases of thinking, but it doesn't tell you anything, right? Like, I, so yeah, IQ tests basically are not for that. You really, really um, want to have that growth mindset of like, you could do anything, you could learn anything. It's okay if you fail because it's just a learning experience and you'll be able to figure it out. Absolutely. See, I have four kids and of my four kids, they are all very different in the way that their brain works with academics. And I'm not going to call each of them out, but I will say, you know, my son, the oldest, 
the way his brain works is he just absorbs it and is an excellent test taker. Then our the next oldest, the opposite. She's terrible at tests, but she is great at learning concepts. And so when she's learning things, she has to learn it in a different way than my oldest does. And when we realize that everybody has a learning style, that's when we, and we learn what our learning style is and what works for us. That's when we can truly grow. Yeah. Yes. It, it makes easing, learning weight uh, much easier and also a whole lot more fun because it's like, we're born to learn. Like if you think of like little kids, two-year-olds, like they're opening old closets and they're wanting to know everything. And they're asking you a thousand questions because they want to learn. And then we're put into like these systems where like, oh, learning doesn't become um, so much fun anymore. So, you know, what's, what's fun is I have two grand grandbabies now, and it is so fun watching them just absorb, just absorb. And the, the Aaron, the one-year-old, she is so amazing because my son figured out that, that his daughter had figured out how to climb when he found her sitting in her high chair basically telling him that he she was hungry and now she climbs up into the high chair when she's ready to eat and she just absorbs everything around her and yeah. it's so fun being on the you know the grandparents side where we don't have to be up all night you know with the with with when they're up in the middle of the night but we get to sit and be on FaceTime and just abs- watch how they're just absorbing and taking everything in. Babies are sponges. They're sponges. And, you know, I've learned several languages. And I'm not saying that to brag. I'm saying that one thing I've learned from learning several languages is that there, there are ways that you can learn that are faster than others. And one of the fastest ways to learn a language is to throw out the mindset that I can't do this to throw out the mindset of embarrassment because you make a mistake when you can get, get your brain and you'll probably, uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong. When you can train your brain to not be embarrassed about making a mistake, you can learn anything. Oh yeah. Fast. You've, I'm sure you've read the book mindset by Carol Dweck or heard of it. I I have not read that, but I've read many similar books, similar type of things. Yeah. So she was a Stanford. um, She worked in Stanford University, wanted to like research, like why are some people successful? Like whether it's sports or business, like how come certain people are just like so successful? And that's what you discovered. That it's not talents. It's not IQ. It's none of that. It's literally that growth mindset that I can do it. It's okay if I fail because I'm just going to learn and I want to figure out a way. Like, it's okay if I look like a fool because who cares? I'm learning, right? Like, let's try new things. Let's do new things. And yeah, so totally like you'll want to do that growth mindset. She always like like the phrase I can't is like literally the worst thing you could tell for your brain. If you want to learn something, I like to add the word yet. I can't yet. So that way, like mm-hmm. you're not lying to your brain. Like and say, Oh, I could speak French when I can't speak French, but you're telling your brain, I can't speak French yet. That way I have to start finding a way to be able to do it because that means soon I'm going to do it. Right. Oh yeah. And, and so when you do your, your morning um, mantra, your, your affirmations, the 
so that you're not lying to yourself because that's what people why so many people get away from affirmations which i think are they're great for you it's because they don't believe what they're telling themselves and it's all in the wording like you said you don't say i can't you say i can't yet but for the affirmation it would be i am learning it exactly exactly it's i usually not, like- i know it i am learning it and it's all in your phrasing Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like really good for like when you're so much stuck in it that like, oh, you say I can't like whenever I hear someone say I can't I always say like, I can't yet. Right. But then afterwards, when you're actually making it part of your life, then you want to like change it to the positive. That's right. Yeah. Oh, did you know absolutely. that your brain um, like, right, it thinks in pictures and it doesn't have a picture for the word no. So if you tell yourself like, um, like, don't spill this coffee, don't spill this coffee, don't spill this coffee, what's going to happen? You're going to spill this coffee because don't, right? Instead, you want to say, like, keep the coffee in the cup, and then it will stay in the cup. So same type of thing if you want to learn something or whatever. I, I've, I've heard a similar thing with visualizations for um, getting out of debt. If you say, I want to be out of debt, out of debt, out of debt, or whatever, the focus is on the debt, and you usually accumulate more debt. It's happened to me. Many times. Um, if you say, I'm financially free, I want to be financially free, the focus is on being financially free. And so you find ways to pay down debt. Exactly. Back to the wording. Exactly. It's all wording. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so many things are. So if somebody wanted to find you and wanted to get a hold of you, learn from you, how do they do it? Yeah, so the best place to find me is on my website, Life Picks University. So that's life and then P-I-X university.com. And then the assessment would be the same thing with like forward slash CF. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. And and um you're on Instagram and all, and all of that as well. Instagram. My favorite place is TikTok. I don't know if any of you guys are on, but I don't do dances. I actually teach you about cognitive function. So <laughs> um, if you want to learn more about that, same thing, Life Picks University all the way through for all social medias and things like that. Perfect. Well, I will make sure that it will be here in the show notes as you see me pointing down as my hand appears in and out of the, the, the midair. I've got a, for those of you that can't see it, I've got a beach scene background because that's where I wish I was. I know, like um, imagining global themselves. Global warming has uh, has been wonderful here in Norway. Um, it's allowed me to wear my trench coat because it's freaking cold um, for the last several days in the middle of August. Oh my God. It's that like, it's crazy. supposed to be summer. Where's yeah. summer? It It's fall already, so... Um, oh. yeah, the Norway gave us a short summer this year. Uh, you got your 24 hours sun or however many hours it is, something 20 hours sun. We did. We, and we get a, about 20, 22 hours of sun, but the, it never really gets dark. It's so it's, cool. it twilight for those day for those few hours. It is pretty cool. We, we love it. Oh, um, until you get the winter, like the 20 hour nights, but <laughs> We could we could do without the twelve dollars a gallon gas. Yes, yeah. So like, like, like the rest of us, I mean, Nori's like <laughs> at the top of the list, but <laughs> oh yeah, but it is beautiful here. We just got to travel all over it, and it's it is beautiful. It's just friggin' expensive. So this has been fun. 
Um, I urge people to go check out your stuff. And what I really urge is for you, the listener, to analyze your brain. Do the assessment. It's free. Why wouldn't you do it? It's free. And do the assessment. Analyze your brain. Spend a few minutes looking inward. That's one thing as we stated at the beginning of this, that most of us don't take the time to do is we don't look inward. We just blame everything outward for our problems. And really a lot of our problems can be fixed by looking inward and recognizing that they stem from our thinking, whether it's our thinking or our perceptions. Um, Give you a final word, final thing to uh, that you'd like to share with uh, the audience before we go. Yeah. I think just always, always, always be learning. Like you're right now doing that, listening to the listening to this podcast and you're learning, but like, if you're looking where to invest yourself, whether it's money or time or anything, there's nothing like learning, honestly, like it will make so many parts of your life so much more enriching and just better. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, on the program with me. This has been fun, very educational. And Todd Talks are available on Apple, Spotify, everywhere you listen to podcasts. You can reach me. You can reach ST um, either on here on the podcast, on Instagram, on Facebook, on TikTok. Um, you can reach ST at her website, lifepicksuniversity.com. Um, you can reach me, DM me message if you're interested in consulting or coaching. And as always, have a blessed day.